Hello and welcome to Jam Presents, a podcast series by me, Mike Groves, and a good mate of mine, Jason Cripps. In this third series of Jam Presents, we go back to 2013 and follow guests of the Rue Manor as they try to figure out who done it. In this third episode, it's a race to figure out how Adriana ended up in a tree. Who done it? Episode three. We get the standard previously on Who Done It, which tells us a bit about what's been going on so far. Of the 13 guests who checked into the Rue Manor, one of them is a killer, and they will be bumped off one by one until the final showdown. Last week, we saw Adriana miss the mark when trying to determine the cause of Dante's death, so she was taken by the killer. Once again, this episode starts where the last one left off. As the sun rises on Rue Manor, we see the golf buggy blow up. The other investigators wake up to the explosion and all leg it downstairs to see what has happened. Didn't Giles say last time that they were getting more complimentary pyjamas in the last episode? Hmm. And yet, they all seem to be wearing their own. We'll forgive them. As they exit the house, we see a plume of smoke and Giles runs in to tell them that there's been an explosion on the estate. They do that weird acting thing again, where they check to see who's made it and who hasn't. Yeah, and typically Dana's late, just for suspense. (laughs) even though we saw Adriana at the end of the last episode, so we know who it is. Dana eventually comes out, so they begin to realise that it is Adriana, who is the killer's latest victim. Giles says that Rue Manor is now on lockdown and sends them back inside, as we see another follow-up explosion. Rue Manor is now officially on lockdown. If you could all please return to your rooms. Oh my God! Lock the doors. Now! Surely that's just so that the production team can move the pyrotechnics out the way. That's exactly what I thought. Because he goes, oh, lock the doors, and he shouts, like, now at them. But yeah, surely that's just to clean the set. Because later on, he's like, oh, it's now lifted. Yeah, in the very next scene, in the parlour, Giles returns and tells them that the lockdown is now lifted and that they're going to split up into their three tracks. The scene of the crime is the back of the driveway where the golf buggy blew up. Who's put that crime scene tape around the crime scenes? <laughs> Sophie, the uh, the maid. Oh, yeah. The mute maid. <laughs> the last known whereabouts, which looks like the breakfast room, and the tree in which Adriana's body is stuck since they haven't been able to retrieve it yet. They can't take the body to the morgue, so they need to take the morgue to the body. Why not? Because I thought initially, because it's up a massive tree. It's not up a massive tree. No, they can they can get up there, can't they? Yeah. So why aren't they going down? Is it just because it just makes it more exciting? Yeah, it's just more interesting than going to the morgue every week. I'd, I'd want to go on that track just to see why they couldn't retrieve the body. You know, that, that of all the tracks, that you've got it might not provide the most information but i'd like to go and see adriana hanging from a tree <laughs> on a hanging over a tree over hanging a tree. from from a not, tree not, <laughs> it'd be very different gino says that it makes him happy as more people die every time somebody else dies at rue manor i get that much closer to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. i hate to say it but i get a little happy inside dana states the obvious by saying i thought adriana was the killer clearly she's not because she's dead and also says i'm extremely excited in the least excited way possible. I'm extremely excited that I wasn't murdered. I I couldn't sleep. They break into their circles and immediately it's the cam show as he brings together his clique. The others see this group as a big problem, whereas Ronnie is playing it cool, suggesting that he'll take out the strongest people first so he has more power over the weaker ones. My general game plan is to try and get rid of the strongest players as quickly as possible and keep the weaker players around so I have more control over them. I can't wait to see how it goes as Ronnie's actually playing a game, but he's been quite clever about it, whereas Cam... He doesn't show it, does he? No, and that's that's the problem, is that Cam is just being a massive dickhead. They're Mm. both playing a game, evidently, but Ronnie is just so much more chill. Giles returns, and Don, Ulysses, and Melina are going to the makeshift morgue 
where Adriana's body is in a tree. The makeshift moored being a table with instruments. Not even a table, isn't it? On the top of a bush or something like that. <laughs> Dana, Sasha, Chris and Lindsay head to the breakfast room and Ronnie, Gino and Cam are heading to the crime scene in the back of the driveway. And I put surely like they're the three alphas, aren't they? Ronnie, Gino and Cam. Uh, and you'd think that there's going to be a lot of tension between those three. So at the crime scene, the scene's a bit of a mess, bits of buggy everywhere. It makes me wonder whether they'll struggle because initially my thoughts around this were that they want to be fairly discreet because they don't want to share with each other. And yet they all want to puff out their chests and prove that they're the best investigator. So it must be a real mental battle between them to think, do I share this to prove that I'm the cleverest or do I keep it to myself so that the others don't get the information? There's a tree branch downed in the pathway, so it looks like the killer purposely made a diversion for the golf buggy. They discuss whether the bomb was under the seat of the golf buggy as they find tear marks. Ronnie spots a video camera on a pole. I'm not going to climb this pole. I'm not going to do anything silly like that. I'm just going to tear the pole down. Did you see the state of his hands? It looked like he had blood on them. They looked all cut up. What I thought is, I, I had to say that obviously the crime scene looked really good. Someone had put this tape around the crime scene. Yeah, the golf buggy's still on fire. Yeah, the, the flames were still going. So like we just, just tape around this, this dangerous fire. When they show the camera later on, it shows that they've just ripped that to bits as well to look inside the camera to see whether or not it was a dummy, presumably. What I found weird about this scene is that although we don't necessarily think that one of those is the killer, one of them definitely could be. And it's just strange when we see them... They're going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. And I find that really hard to comprehend. And it's kind of like who's picking up the, yeah, who's picking up the clues and who's providing evidence and clues to other people and who's deceiving people knowing that they're yeah, the killer. Yeah, subtly, really subtly as well, yeah. Yeah. So the last known whereabouts in the breakfast room, we see the bowl of Cheerios smashed on the floor, but not a lot looks out of place. As they are looking at the TV screen, it changes to what Adriana would have seen at the time. A message from the killer showing CCTV footage of Adriana and a message saying, drive off the property if you want to live. If, if you're a killer, do you type in spooky font and then comes up with some sort of like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's not done in like Times New Roman, is it? It's done in Halloween <laughs> blood dripping font. Yeah. Sasha is saying that it's really creepy that the killer could be watching them at any time. I don't like how she was being filmed, just sitting there. He or she could be watching us at any time. I think that's pretty creepy to know that the killer is sitting back somewhere watching us on a screen. And actually, this is the first time that they think, although they're in the room with the killer, they could be off on their own little thing, but mm -hmm. there's CCTV footage or there's cameras around that could be tracking their every move. They find that all the doors are locked and it looks like Adriana tried to kick her way out of the room to find that only one door would open and that's the door onto the green outside where conveniently placed is a golf buggy waiting for her. The investigators check the other sides of the doors and find that they've been cable tied together. What I did notice is that if you look at the footage of Adriana dropping the cereal bowl and then you look at the cracked cereal bowl on is the it floor, different? it's different. When Adriana drops it, it shatters into a million pieces and spreads over about 12 feet. Whereas that bowl that was crashed on the floor had been dropped from about one foot. It's funny when you see the reconstruction, how how like the production values just increased massively. Yeah. It looks so much better. They make it look really good. Although those footprints on the door, that was carefully placed with shoe polish. That was... That was... Well, yeah, because later on you see her say, oh, she tries to kick the door down. It's the smallest little toe poke. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't kicking. She ain't kicking. Even if that door is unlocked, that's not opening. <laughs> so at the makeshift morgue, we see Adriana's body in a tree. Don suggests that it would have taken quite a big bang to send her that high into the air. For the first time, we see a toolkit of some sort. So this is the one that you mentioned earlier, the tray of tools. It's useful that they've got that toolkit because it means that Melina can give Don the mirror to see if they can get a better look at what Adriana's clinging on to. 
It looks like a, a remote control or a blipper for a garage or something like that, which they think is significant. But at this point, we wonder why she would be holding the detonator if the killer was watching them through the camera that we previously saw at the crime scene. Obviously, this all comes to be explained later on. Anyway, we see burns all up her legs, which suggests that the bomb was near her feet or legs. And I love it how we see Don and Melina whispering and Ulysses not sharing any information. And Ulysses even mentions that the game has changed quite significantly now. Yeah, but look, these. Don't say anything, don't say anything. You've got this massive divide of these two teams now, haven't you? But the whispering is so obvious as well. <laughs> yeah, these. I thought he might have been quite far away. No, he's, he's the not other gonna... side of the tree, which has only got like a two foot circumference or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a proper whispering like this, and you can hear him. <laughs> After the three tracks, they regroup, and Ronnie takes the lead of those against the cam click. Cam decides that they need to win the riddle task later in the day, as they don't yet have the full picture. It's become even more split between the two camps, worse than ever, and we're only into the third episode. Well, yeah, because usually they're out having, well, I mean, the first episode they had finger food outside, didn't they? Finger sandwiches outside. Second episode, they're still sort of spread about. But this episode, they're literally in each other's rooms now. Gino is pushing Melina to be pally pally or buddy buddy as he calls it with Lindsay. so all you have to do is let cam and ulysses see you be very buddy buddy with Lindsay. not necessarily to get evidence just to ensure that cam and you ulysses see it did you see that what that what don has in his room you're gonna say an american football american football yeah is i've got part, that part of his disguise when they're in the room discussing it <laughs> discussing the clues he's just like he's like spinning it and chucking it up in the air it's another one of those yeah look i like sports <laughs> Well done, coach. But yeah, yeah, Melina is talking to Lindsay, sort of to, to sort of put doubt in the other team's yes, head. Yes, and it's brilliant. And it proper gets to Chris' mind, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and Lindsay's excellent. Even though I'm publicly in Team Cam, Ulysses, and Chris, Ronnie, Melina, and I have this understanding. I'm going to watch their backs if they watch mine. And Chris, yeah, Chris is really nervous about Lindsay as she's playing both sides. Melina's very strong in this episode. It's very, it's such a weird seeing her cry at the table the day before. Yeah. And this, she's like proper turned the corner in this episode. Yeah, and I think in the in the first episode, she was really quite nervous just saying, I don't really know what's going on. I'm just going to follow the ex-cop. Whereas now she's like coming to her own for mm. certain. Ronnie is on the fence about Lindsay, although he thinks she can be useful to him. He's decided that he'll tell her all the information she needs, but only last minute so she can't tell anyone else. That's brilliant, yeah? Because mm -hmm. if you tell her just before she goes in to announce who she thinks the killer is, then or what you know how the crime took place, then there's no way she can share that with Cam and Ulysses. Gino says that Cam and Ulysses had a pact with Dante and Adriana, and they are both now dead. I'm not sure that's the case. Ulysses threw Dante under a bus. It was just because they went to the morgue together, didn't they? I think. Yeah, good point, actually. At the start, Dante and Ulysses were in the you morgue together. You've got to remember, this is only like 48 hours later. Yeah, that's very true, actually. Yeah, relationships are really fresh, constantly. Yeah, no, no one can trust anyone at the moment, that's for sure. What this episode has made me realise so far is that I just can't wait for Cam to, to lose or die or whatever happens to Cam. I just don't want him winning that prize. This week, it will all certainly come down to the riddle, as we find out, too. In walks Giles with a bomb. Can't be serious. My dear guest, the killer has left an important message for you. Oh, my God. They're acting, mate. He is not a suicide bomber. He is not going to blow you all up. Also, I don't know if you've seen modern bombs, but they don't look like they're coming straight out of a comic book. <laughs> straight from the Looney Tunes. Yeah. He opens the bomb to reveal golf balls and reads the riddle. You covered your ears. You closed your eyes. What you thought was a bomb 
was death in disguise. Reach inside and have a ball. Get a clue, mortals. But that's not all. They grab the golf balls, which all have something printed on them. 13 steps. Off they run, and Melina says she's going to follow Ronnie. Presumably, we're looking for a staircase made of 13 steps. I, mm-hmm. I guess that's the only thing that we could assume as the viewer at that point, and that turns out to be the case. It's strange how a lot of them go to these TVs, though, isn't it? Or just, or just sort of lose all sort of concentration and just run around aimlessly. Yeah, they, they, spot, the, they spot the CRT monitors in the, in the foyer or the reception area. And I, I thought it might be that the monitor would be at the top or bottom. Of this. You know, there's all these different mm-hmm. monitors, and one of them would be at the top of, or bottom of a flight of stairs. And then I put, or will they need to find a tape? And it becomes quite clear that they do need to find a tape. Don has decided to follow Cam, even though he's lacking in fitness a little bit. He's not following at this point. He's not tracking, is he? (laughs) Sasha remembers that she saw some steps outside, so decides to try out there. At the bottom of the 13 steps, she sees a golf buggy. Hot on her tail is Chris, who instantly grabs one of those remotes from the buggy. And if that isn't a telltale sign that she is the killer, I do not know what is. Because she literally came around that corner and yoink grabbed one of those blippers from the golf buggy. There is no way, because you see Sasha looking in the back, looking in the front, couldn't really find anything until Chris instantly just went up and grabbed it. Yeah, like she knew what to grab. And it's kind of one of those where, because it was only those two, wasn't it? Yeah, they were the only two there, that's right. So you can't have someone be there on their own, in a way. It's almost like the producers said, whoever's going to that door at that particular time, you need to be on hot on their tail. Or you can have Sasha go there on her own because that information might not spread quick enough. Yeah, and and it ruins for the rest of them. Exactly. So Chris needs to get there, even as the killer, she needs to get there to spread that information around. I I honestly think that's the biggest tell so far. She's always been a little bit sus, but her grabbing that remote instantly, I'll be massively surprised. If she isn't the killer now, then that was amazing that she just went there and grabbed that. Anyway, they find a message printed on it. A click of a button did kill our guest. Yes, I still have one request. Look for surveillance tapes in an outside bin. Don't get played by the clue within. Now this immediately screams, don't get played by the clue within. It's not going to be a simple, just put the tape in and press play. Even though that's what they all end up doing. Dana says that she's way too elegant to be running around and having doors slammed on her, so she's going to wait near the monitors instead. Good strategy, because you know that people will be coming in to use those monitors. They're not just there for show. People will be using those, so stay exactly where you are, that's fine. They eventually find the tapes in a bin, and as they try to play them, the message comes up and says, try again. What did did you think it was strange, though, that when they run back out, grab them all, take the bin? This, This is what I don't understand. So why grab one each? Have they been told? Perhaps they've been told at one point or another. You can only have one. You can only have one. Or is it that they've been told everything's the same, your golf balls, your keys, your blippers? Mm -hmm. Because, again, they didn't look for any more messages on those blippers or anything like that. Everything so far has been, there's always more than one and they're all exactly the same. But this seemed like only one tape had the answer, which was brilliant. Ronnie decides to rip the flap off the back of the VHS and finds a hidden message. See, I I still don't think he's the killer, but you have to start thinking he does get a lot of stuff right. And at what point does it become the fact that they're floundering and then it gets pushed his way? That's a, that's a really that's a really good point in that Ronnie's got that confidence about him and he says that he's a bounty hunter. Could just be the killer. Could be the... But I mean, you know, we, we've seen him do it for like a couple of minutes. What if, that, what, what, what if that was like 25 minutes of them chucking tapes in and they're just not getting it? And they're like, right, do your thing, Ronnie. Ronnie's like, oh, I've just opened it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Is it coincidence that he he got that? Yeah. Is it suspicious? But eventually you would. The fact that it says don't get played by the clue within, though, yeah. within would suggest that maybe maybe there is a message in the tape. Mm. It's brilliant that they went up 
to all that effort as well to set up all those monitors to not be used as in they were used but they didn't have yeah. any reason yeah. to be there this all just a massive red herring so the message that ronnie finds on the back of the vhs is it's hot because heat rises it's empty because of small sizes find where i hide tea it's all black and white and click and see I was at a complete loss. <laughs> no, yeah, I was at a complete loss as well. But just before that, obviously Ronnie was, you know, done really well from opening the tape, finding the clue. And then immediately Lindsay tells the cat. Yeah, Lindsay tells the others. Like, I'm, I'm like, that did my head in a little bit. It did my head in because I'm thinking, you will find that out anyway. She will, if she, you know what I mean? But she sort of... I don't know why she didn't then just break off with the person that's got it rather exactly. than double crossing and going to camp. Double cross again and making that relationship even more tense, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cam thinks it's in a small fireplace. Ronnie and Don get hooked up on balloons and then Ronnie clicks, it's in the attic. Don gets hooked up on the balloons that are in his room. Yeah. <laughs> Just the balloons yeah, that are in his room. Of all the places, mate, they're going to be in your room. Yeah. They race up there and I'm so relieved that it's Ronnie that gets there first. I'm relieved it's Ronnie that gets there first because he deserves it. Yeah. I'm also find it brilliant how, like you say before, there's loads of tapes, loads of clues, yet only one person for this task was allowed in that room. Was allowed in. It's not like the one when they opened the chest and it was the slingshot and crowbar. What was the other riddle? Oh, in the in the last episode. Yeah, we had the slingshot in the first episode. We had the benzene. Benzene. But again, it was like one that if you were in the right place at the right time. Yeah, you but would I know. I wonder that with Ronnie. Could Ronnie have left the door open and let a few more of them in there? He's very quick to shut that door. But is it because when he shuts the door? The bell goes. That's what it was, but why couldn't he have let a few more people in there with the door open? Maybe. I think he did well to shut it, though. I think he learned his lesson from the first one. Yeah. We see the remote control for the TV that was used to kill Adriana, not the remote that she was holding at the time. So we know the killer was looking at the screen and pressed the big bomb button on the remote. <laughs> Mine has, I've got Netflix, I've got Amazon. I don't have bomb. bomb. Might go back to Curry's and see if they're need there. A, need a new TV. Yeah. Now I know. I'm in the attic. I press this button. Adriana gets whacked. I'm the only one that knows. How am I going to use this information? I didn't think it was that great a clue. As in, you could have surmised that from what you knew. And Cam does later on, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. I just don't think it was... That is not as big as the slingshot or the benzene, no. that clue. Ronnie here... I, I I got to a point in this episode where I am amazed at how good Ronnie is. And I think, wow, uh, you're probably my favorite now. And the fact that he's speaking in third person saying, the guests that I've been working with are going to be, is he just going to run off with Gino and isolate everyone? But Ron's not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Although when I wrote that at the time, at this point in the episode, I did really like him. But at the very end, he really lets himself down when he starts acting a bit like a baby. But we will get to that. Hold that. We will yeah, get to that at yeah. the end. So he takes Gino outside, doesn't he? And they do a little reenactment. And Melina's looking at them, chatting outside the window. It's like charades. Chris thinks that her, Cam and Ulysses could plead with Ronnie to get the information. Give me a break. You are deluded if you think that you can go and speak to Ronnie to get that information out of him. Sure. Not happening. There's so much going on here. I actually think Chris is just not a nice person at all. She's changed massively. Because Melina is doing to Chris what Cam and them lot did last time. And Chris is getting really offended by it. Just like you guys sent us away, can you please t send her away? Give us a minute. <laughs> Give us a minute. Go over here. I don't know. You have what you need? Melina, you're allowed to talk to me. If you would say, Chris, will you walk away? I'll be like, okay, Melina. Okay, Chris, can you walk away? Yeah, thank you. I'm a human. You may speak with me. You're, you're in a group of toxic idiots and 
now you're getting a taste of your own medicine and you don't yeah. like it. Yeah, because that's exactly like you say, that's exactly what happened in the last episode with Cam. Yeah. Despite me not liking Cam very much, fair play to him. He's thinking along the right lines, despite not having all the information. It's also with um with the whole Lindsay situation. And I don't in this episode, Lindsay plays it very strangely. Like I said, she tells Cam team about the tape, although she shouldn't have. Because she because she, she would have got information anyway. She knows Ronnie and Melina are probably going to sort her out anyway. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's got a trust on that. But then listening to Cam and Cam and Chris, they don't want Lindsay. They're literally playing Lindsay as a pawn as well. Yeah, and and to be fair, Ronnie, you can tell Ronnie and Co want to include Lindsay, but they want to be able to trust Lindsay before they tell her mm. stuff because they want to say that she's a nice person. But they can't trust her fully. No, and Cam and Ulysses don't have any empathy for for Lindsay. To no, her, she's just, just intel. Yeah. yeah, pure intel, yeah. And that's why later on, I do I do feel by the end of the episode, I feel really bad for, for Lindsay, but we'll get there. So the only thing we don't know at this point is that whether or not the bomb is in the ground or under the seat. But the way the golf cart was torn suggests that it was in the seat. Yeah, and I, and I think this is another one of those red herring things where if you don't know the information, you're going to get it wrong because if you didn't know it was torn and in the seat, yeah, which it was, then you'd think that it would be a like, in the ground and that's why the, the you had to swerve that's why you had to swerve yeah no i agree i agree it was like a mine rather than a bomb yes exactly but if you were there hence ronnie gino cam mm. you'd know it's in the seat that although there was scorching on the grass there was no upturned earth mm. or anything like that and the tearing on the seat is perhaps they just didn't share that information we now get to see the video messages one of the things i never got to do in my life was bring a serial killer to justice to solve all those murders. You met her in the breakfast nook. You thought of a reason to excuse yourself from the table. Adriana comes down for breakfast, eating her cereal, and then she looks up and there's a TV that's on. Nothing comes as a surprise as we've seen all this through the episode. Although Dana saying that she doesn't know where the bomb was, that's what got her in trouble because she said, Then again, you really got me stumped where you detonated the bomb. I don't know. Surely you'd be better off taking a punt. Just being it's in the golf cart. <laughs> yeah, Don, Don had to take a punt by saying, I think it might have been in the ground because he didn't yeah. know about the torn no, exactly, seat. Yeah. But yeah. Dana just 50-50, you're still better off going on 50-50 and getting it, having a chance of getting it right than saying, I don't know. Because as soon as you say you don't know, you've got 0% chance mm -hmm. of getting that lo bomb location. As I say, Don thinks the bomb was in the ground and Ulysses at this point thought it was in the seat. We see who they think are killers. So Cam thinks Gino's the killer and Gino thinks Cam is the killer. This great how that is beginning to cement with those two. Dana thinks it's Cam. Sasha thinks Ulysses and Lindsay thinks it's Chris. It's now dinner time and Ronnie gets them all going by telling them he saw her die on the video because yeah. he got to watch and press that, press that button. The Cam and Sasha tiff is moving to the next level. You know, he ha could have told you absolutely nothing. You're right, he could have. So what, the, the correct thing you should be saying to him right now is thank you. I've already thanked him, Cam. Okay. It was a dick move by Sasha shouting at Ronnie when he needn't have shared anything. And for me, I have to concede that Cam is actually right. Yeah, it's weird because Cam sort of takes Ronnie, like backs Ronnie a little bit there, although they're on opposite teams. Yeah. He said he didn't have, you didn't, he didn't have to share anything with you. I think that's because Sasha grates on him a little bit and that, that, yeah. that Cam thinks Sasha is being, she is being ungrateful. Apparently, one of you has blown the killer away with Congratulations, Ronnie. Their account mm -hmm. of the true crime. Congratulations, 
Lindsay. Now this is is this coincidental because this is pure great in it. This is this. I mean, amazing. Because, right. I'm hoping there's there's multiple things. In it. I'm hoping either she's either got it bang on and like she is the best one. But even if she isn't the best one, say she's the best one because she's the chalk and cheese in the moment, isn't she? She's yeah. like she's the one that no one really trusts. She's playing both teams, and she could be massively isolated from both teams now, especially with like how others react because she's got information from Cam's team and Ronnie's team. She's become the best player of the moment. Yeah, without a doubt. So are they both gonna sort of isolate her? This is the biggest or problem. Is she, is she the killer? Look, I've got the others have got really sour faces. You would expect it to be Ronnie, though, wouldn't you? You would expect it to be Ronnie. But don't forget how they portray or how they note this. Ronnie's been upset before when Sasha got the most right. But it's how you convey the information. It's how you're able to write that down. And actually, what if Ronnie didn't put the detail or quite the level of detail as Lindsay? And it might have only been 1%. Might have been like like Adriana didn't like try to check the doors and couldn't, so she had to leave out the other. You know. Yes, exactly. Or the, she mentioned the cable ties, and no one else mentioned the cable ties. Yeah, they said yeah. the doors were locked or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yet they treat her like she is a two faced bitch, and that is not right. Uh, it's not right though. But she has been playing it. She has been playing it. She has, but I also don't because where is her allegiance? She, you either you either say I haven't got but, an allegiance, yeah, but, but then you don't try and abuse, like you don't try and play no, people but, but she is playing people she is but cam chris and ulysses couldn't have given her any more information than the other team had could they it's not like she's gone and got a vital piece of information off those three people because all the other people in their group had that information because it might be that where they get asked the questions it might be that you have to put why do you know this and she's put cable ties and kick marks whereas mm-hmm. others have put doors were locked or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i just i i she has played it really well. She played it really well for this one, but I think it could really backfire. It's definitely going to backfire because next episode, there is no way that they're going to trust her anymore. No way at all. Because she should be in with the pack. The fact that Melina and Ronnie are sorting her out with all that information, she should be in with the pack. Yeah, but what I'm getting at is that she is in with that pack. She didn't gain any extra intel from Cam and co. No, but they don't know that though. They do. We only know that. That's the problem. Cam is thinking, well, Ronnie's obviously give her all this information. Ronnie's obviously thinking, well, whatever Cam knows, she like that she's, you know. I wonder whether or not though, when when Giles reveals what exactly what went down, whether or not they think, well, yeah, that's what I put. So then they have that conversation off screen and say, yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, oh, I, I mentioned this bit. What I really love is that Giles says, yes, you, Lindsay, with that annoying squeaky little laugh. <laughs> I should kill you for that alone. Obviously, speaking from the killer's point of view. Yes, you, Lindsay, with that annoying squeaky little laugh. I should kill you for that alone. <laughs> Giles now reveals that the others are like a ticking bomb waiting to go off. And like the deceased, we're only able to figure out bits and pieces. He shares with them what actually went down. Killing Adriana was a blast. She stayed in the breakfast room all night watching reality television. But I had to interrupt her program for a special bulletin from me the killer. Like a child, Adriana dropped her cereal bowl. She ran like a mouse to escape my trap. She even attempted to kick down the doors, which earlier I locked with zip ties, explaining her shoe impression. So she exits the only way she could, my way, outside. 
which led her down 13 unlucky steps to the golf cart where earlier I had planted a bomb. And she was hell on wheels. Adriana swerved out of the way of that pesky branch. And when she ended up short of those unpearly gates, she tried to use the golf cart clicker to escape. But only I had the real clicker. As I sat quietly in the attic, watching her every move on a surveillance camera. With a touch of a button, I blew her sky high, where she became a human pachinko machine in the tree. Did you see that the killer had burnt and branded a killer DVD to put in the DVD? Yes, the DVD actually had pen marks on it where I'm they. I'm pretty put sure the... it said killer DVD. Yeah, I think it did. We see the footage of the killer rigging up the bomb and then it's placed under the golf buggy. We now find out who is going to be spared and who should be scared. Don gets another scared card. I can't believe it. I was gutted. He says it's way more than investigating a crime scene. And he's absolutely right. You need to be cut through. You need to build these alliances with people. So actually, Don's face probably doesn't fit when it's making these relationships with people. Although, if you're suspecting him of being uh, an ex-cop, then surely you'd, uh, you'd, you'd want to be sharing information because you might be able to gain more from him. But it hasn't gone his way, has it? And I was gutted as well because I, I really liked Don. I said, you know, for fuck's sake, he knew exactly what it was. But then later on, I'm thinking, obviously we'll discuss it, probably he, he might have not known what it was. No, and his downfall was saying that he thought the bomb was in the ground, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. But this is where we're saying about Ronnie and about, I maybe just assumed with the conversations you've seen him have with his team, is that everybody had the same story. But it goes, I, I can't remember who says later on, but obviously he didn't share some of that information. Yeah, and that the two people that get scared cards are in Ronnie's team. Yeah. Mm, and that's not cool. And that is going to, that along with Lindsay's double crossing, I think Ronnie's going to lose or have a lot of faith lost in him. Yeah, definitely. Next time because yeah. of that. Ronnie's being a bit of a dick here. When he opens it and he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. I, I got spared, but it doesn't matter. Congratulations. It doesn't matter. No, it does but matter. It's, Congratulations. It does matter. to fix your errors for next time. Yeah. He's still really butthurt over Lindsay getting the... Uh, yeah, but Dana says congrats really sarcastically. Dana has a scared card. And yeah, it's Dana actually who calls out Ronnie that both of his team members should be scared. It's interesting to me that Ronnie, kind of the team leader, his two teammates get scared cards at the table. Certainly feels like a setup at this point. And I've put this is Ronnie's wrongdoing, not Lindsay's. And he had the facts. He should have got his team together, which he had multiple opportunities to do. He yeah. said, should have said what he's seen, should have said the facts, and they could have come up with, you know, or discussed the theory together. Mm. But, you know, what we said previous in the, in, earlier in the episode saying about how he was looking to, to take the stronger members out of the game. Now, I'm not saying Don or Dana are strong members. So, why would you withheld that information? Surely if you're going to withheld information from anyone, it would be Gina or something like that. Yeah, but also I think that he should have just got all their stories straight so they're all going in with exactly the same amount of information. Because then, surely Cam's team would be in the bottom half then. They wouldn't then have that remote. And although they they, they, they thought of it, the fact that they know every detail, whereas Cam mm. doesn't, Cam, Ulysses and Chris are then only guessing. I think that is there is definitely blame to put on Ronnie, for sure. And it does still wind me up that they're so upset with Lindsay. Yeah, but... That's what I mean. I don't know if that's his game plan or not. It's very strange. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how far he gets now. 
Don is sarcastic towards Cam, and Cam suggests, oh, it's because I've got good detective skills. It's not. It's because you're a slime ball, mate. Mm-hmm. People people don't like you because you're playing a game. And yeah, there's 250k at stake, but... Could have been one thing they said. Doors locked or cable ties or... Yeah. And that, let, let's be honest, that the Don, because of the bomb in the ground, and that is it. And Lindsay, I'm sure it's because of one other thing on the opposite end. They're probably all in the middle somewhere. Giles announces there will be a formal breakfast tomorrow. None of them know what to expect. Tomorrow morning, we will serve a formal breakfast. Oh, wow. Formal. I will bid you all adieu and wish you good night. Good night, Giles. Good night, Giles. What do I wear to a formal breakfast? Tops and tails? I have absolutely no idea what a formal breakfast is. We see the Twitter banner come up that says that Gino, Cam and Chris are all suspected in a three-way tie at being the killer, whereas only one person thinks it's Ulysses. All the others are currently not rousing any suspicions. It's interesting that Ulysses and Chris are both in that list and that's who we thought Mm -hmm. for quite some time now. Dana wants the killer to take her peacefully. Hopefully the murder won't be too gruesome and maybe he'll just do carbon monoxide and I can just go straight to sleep. Don's on edge, every little noise making him jump at the moment. At 7.13am, the formal breakfast is set up with place names. In walks Dana, and I've put meaning Don is gone. This, that's what I've put. I've put there's no Don or Dana. Typically, there's no Don or Dana. Yeah. The whole group's there. Then Dana walks in, so I'm thinking, no! And then Don walks and then in. <laughs> and I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah, it really was. And in walks Giles, and hopefully he's got some answers. Steak and eggs for their morning meal. And Dana and Don's are both uncooked. Dana says, Okay, so Ulysses is sharing with me. And Don decides that he wants his cooked and heads to the kitchen. The attitude I live by is, if you want something done right, you go do it yourself. Amazing. There's a big cat on the... I don't know what that is. Is that a lynx? A lynx or something like that. Or or Puma. I don't don't really know big cats. But it's such excellent TV. Giles runs in with a gun. We see next time where they're going to investigate the death of Don. But then I think when Don walks off to get his cooked, because he goes, oh, if you you want it done, do it yourself. And then someone shouts, why does he have to go? (laughs) Do they? I'll find that. I'll find that. That's something like that. That's brilliant. Bon appetit. No, 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 no. Does he have to cook it? Because obviously they've gone in and they've said, right, Don, you're going. Yeah, yeah. This is what's going to happen. You have to go, you have to, go to the kitchen. We'll lock the doors and play these cat sounds. Fantastic. Because Dana comes down, she's, she's smiling because she knows, isn't she? And she's like, I'll just share Ulysses. And she's probably glammed up as well. Yeah, she? she is. She's really, really dolled up, yeah. It looks like next time they go on a horse ride as well. Yeah, outside of the compound or whatever. Yeah. And then at the very end, we see Adriana talking to us from the tree. <laughs> Well, I wanted to go out with a bang, and I guess I did. You always wonder how you're going to die, and I guess this is one way I can actually live to tell about it. I can't wait till next time, and we've got Don stroking the cat at the end, at the very end clip. He's there sat with a cat. Feeding the cat. (laughs) And that's it. So, although we can't necessarily put down who we think is going to go next time, because undoubtedly Dana needs to start forming better relationships to try and not get a um, scared card or not get killed off, I'll be very surprised if she makes it. Yeah, I, I, I think Lindsay and Ronnie are both, I wouldn't say in trouble, but I think they both need to be careful in the next episode because people might start having their suspicions about them too. In terms of who you think the killer is, you've mentioned Ronnie quite a few times in this. No, so. I, I just think he's really strong, isn't he? Yeah, he, maybe he pushed the episode on too much, mm. but he is obviously a quite an intelligent guy. I still think yeah. Chris. I still think Chris. Yeah, so I've said for quite some time, Chris and Ulysses, 
I would say more pointing towards Chris with that blipper incident yeah. earlier. But again, Ulysses hasn't done anything to say that he isn't anymore. I think on the last episode we said about how she's been sort of blending into the background. Well, this was this was the episode she didn't. She's mm. properly here now, isn't she? She's she's team calm currently, but she is ruffling you know feathers. I tell you who is sort of sneaking into my suspicions, Melina. Oh, that would be brilliant. That would be brilliant. But then equally, if Melina won the grand prize, I wouldn't be disappointed. That would be brilliant as well. Yeah. In terms of the winner, yeah, Melina's come out really strong now and, and she's got a lot more vocal. Ronnie disappointed me a bit when he was getting quite sour when Lindsay won the, uh, or was given the best investigator from the killer. But actually, Lindsay, I massive soft spot for Lindsay. <laughs> I would love her to go on and win it because I, I feel sorry for it after this episode, but also if she is playing a game, she's playing it very well. And that was stroke of genius this week. But, well, like we said, three episodes in now and each episode so different with the relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's just getting worse and worse. And that, that could mass- massively backfire on her now. She could be so isolated now. She's not going to get anything. I'm actually amazed that if you look at who went, it was Dante and Don in the first episode. Then it was Adriana and Dana. And then it was Adriana and Don. So by the way it's been played out so far, you'd actually think Dana hasn't got another week in her or hasn't got another episode in her. Oh man, it's exciting though. Like I, I, I've got so much time for it, unlike the murder game. I feel like we're watching Murder in Small Town X again with the excitement yeah. around it. Completely different premise in that actually with, with Murder in Small Town X, it felt like we wanted to know who the killer was and what the story was. Whereas this, it's clearly just someone mental deciding to kill people for fun. Oh, I still really want to know who it is. Can't wait to find out who the killer is. Maybe I'm asking too much. But if we find out it's someone, I'd love to see like a flashback of all the times they've basically told us. Absolutely. And with that, we'll, we'll call it a day. If you're still with us, thanks for listening. Join us again next time for episode four, where we learn if Don can tame a wild cat. <laughs>